Gets out of here! And it's a no-hitter! Unbelievable! Chase Utley, you are the man! Brad Lidge, fittingly gets the final out. Struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hello everyone and welcome to the first edition of Philadelphia. I'm your host Lauren Amor and I figured what better time to record my first episode than right after the Phillies just won a game 13 to 6. In addition to the Phillies winning 13 to 6, the Flyers also won today, so I'm feeling pretty good. Any day where Philly sports teams win is a good day cuz I mean, we're used to pain. We're used to sadness. So, when both teams get a win like this, especially Carter Hart with two shutouts in a row, I can't help but feel blessed today. And even though I'm really tired right now, I just, I needed to jump on and record this because I'm riding this high and the Flyers have the opportunity to win the series tomorrow against the Canadians, which I'm really hoping they win it in five games. I hope Carter Hart gets another shutout tomorrow. What the heck? And... I was really hoping for, you know, a grand slam (laughs) on a 3-0 count there in the 8th inning or the ninth inning, Um, but unfortunately it didn't happen. Um, I was really, really pulling for one because, I don't know, apparently it violates some unwritten bullshit rule in baseball. Who knew? So, this is the first episode, so I'm going to talk about the game a little bit, but I'm also going to you know, just introduce myself a little bit because I feel, you know, only so much is given away on my Twitter. And even though I'm nothing without the memes I post, I'm going to try my best to to be funny without using them. So bear with me here. <laughs> um, So this game had a lot of good things because usually there's a lot of bad things. And it's actually appalling to me (laughs) that the Orioles series is only a week ago like a week ago starting tomorrow I think the Orioles series started and I just (laughs) where my head was during that time versus where it is now (laughs) I've been seeing that meme going around on Twitter where it says you know Philly fans only have two modes cocky or distraught last week distraught to the absolute max then the Mets came into town, and that all changed. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling pretty cocky right now, um, especially with the Flyers doing well. The only thing that's making me distraught, I guess, is the Sixers, and I've seen that the Eagles have had, you know, multiple injuries, so there's always got to be something. I can't, <laughs> we can't all be happy at once. I think, you know, I, I honestly don't, if the, okay, If the Phillies keep it up like how they are right now, maybe they'll make the playoffs. But honestly, like, I'm not going to assume they're going to make the playoffs. I'm putting every hope and dream I have right now into the Flyers. (laughs) And plus, the Flyers are due, okay? They are the, they're my number one priority right now for winning a championship. Because as we all know, as stupid Penguins fans love to remind us that we haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1975. And I, and even though I get it's, you know, pandemic and we technically, like, couldn't have a parade, like, I don't care. 
I <laughs> any way that the Flyers can win a Stanley Cup, I it needs to happen. I honestly don't care how it happens. I I just need I need to see <laughs> I need to see the Flyers win a cup. I'm so over this shit. Um I really thought we had that shit in 2010. I think we all did or I don't know, maybe it was just me. And Jeff Carter was my favorite hockey player and <laughs> he had that amazing shot in game 6 of the Stanley Cup final. Or at least I thought it was amazing at the time. I'm sure if I watched it again, I realized that, you know, it was a wide shot. <laughs> but, you know, I was 11, so, like, and he was my favorite player, so he could do no wrong in my eyes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, so both of my, I realized the other day that both of, of my favorite flyers have had the name Carter in their name. Because Jeff Carter, I mean, it was his last name, and now Carter Hart. So, and... I, not that it matters, but I just want to put it out there that I was a Carter Hart fan from the beginning. Um, and what made me really just fall deeply in love was they did an interview, and I don't know if anyone remembers this besides me, but they did an interview with Carter Hart at the Phillies game last year in the beginning of the 2019 season. Um, it was like literally, it was April 2019. And I think Greg Murphy interviewed him and he was wearing a Phillies hat and I don't even know what it was. I was just like, yep, mm -hmm, I'm sold. I love this kid. Uh, he's my new favorite player. I'm claiming it. And But I've, I've been scared to buy his jersey. I've been scared to buy Carter Hart's jersey. And I deserve a new Flyers jersey. I haven't gotten one since a Jeff Carter jersey. And that's really dating me at this point. Because <laughs> June 23rd, 2011 was the worst day of my life for a long time. Um, because Jeff Carter and Mike Richards got traded literally within, like, an hour of each other. Like, my 12-year-old self could not handle that. I was distraught. I was heartbroken. And the only thing that got me through it was watching Daily News Live that day. And then they got rid of that, too. So, <laughs> Philly sports is just pure pain, pure heartbreak. It never ends. It really does. <laughs> um, okay. So... Anyway, I've been scared to buy his jersey because I got my Jeff Carter jersey for Christmas that year. Or Christmas 2010. Yeah, Christmas 2010. And then six months later, he was traded. <laughs> no, I'm, and obviously, Carter Hart's not going to get traded, but I'm just scared that I'm going to jinx him. Because I have that effect on players. Um, I was a fan... I, I don't know if any of you have, you know, taken notice to my bio on Twitter, but I am Bradledge's number one fan. I have never met anyone else that has loved Bradledge as much as I have and taking taken the amount of shit that I have for that man. <laughs> um, I became a Bradledge fan in 2008 um, before the Phillies won the World Series. Um, so I went to a game July 13th, 2008. Um, and my parents were like, hey, Laura, let, you know, let's get you a jersey. You know, what player do you want? And they were thinking, you know, Utley, Rollins, Howard, you know, one of those core three. And I said, I want a Bradledge, Bradledge shirt. 
and they were like, they were very confused. They, they didn't understand why I wanted a Bradledge shirt. And I actually don't fully understand it myself. I tried to understand over the years why my nine-year-old self decided that Bradledge was my favorite player. Um, my hypothesis is that I thought it was cool. He came into the game for one inning and he didn't bat. I remember I wanted Bradledge to come up to bat so bad but it never happened. Like, I wanted to see him batting. Even if, even if it was awful, I wanted to see him bat. <laughs> and I have never seen that. And it makes me really upset that I haven't. Because um, it was a dream of mine. I wanted Bradley to come up to bat so bad. So yeah, I thought it was cool. I think I thought it was cool. He came in for one inning. He got three outs and that was his job. And he got a thing called a save. Like, he saved the game. And... I, I just thought that was so awesome. And also that same day, that July 13th game, they introduced <laughs> they introduced Utley and Lidge as All-Stars for the 2008 All-Star game that year. So I think that was also fresh in my mind. I was like, oh my god, Brad Lidge is an All-Star? And back then I had a bunch of like, you know, internalized misogyny that I couldn't identify yet. So I was like super, not that I didn't like Chase Utley, because obviously I did, but I was super against Chase Utley being my favorite player, because all the girls liked him, and I wanted to be different. So, (laughs) you know, I'm not like other girls. So (laughs) I think that also played into it a little bit. Um, But anyways, (laughs) um, I think that, where was I going with this actually? Oh, so then the following year, I got a Bradledge like authentic jersey because I was like, I really want a fit and you know, an authentic Phillies jersey. And my parents were like, okay. So I got a Bradledge jersey. And of course, we all know, <laughs> we all know what Bradledge was like in 2009. And that's why I said I took a lot of shit for this man because kids in school like legit bullied me when he'd blow a save legit bullied me to the point of tears not even just kids in school too I took shit from my own family not my parents but other family members like and adults would just shit on him in front of me and like laugh like when I was crying like I don't understand (laughs) I don't understand what I did to deserve this abuse it's not my fault he was terrible that year and it's not my fault that I'm loyal so sorry um (laughs) but anyways we all, we all can't be, you know, Mariano Rivera out here. And I, I hate him. I don't care what anyone says. I hate him. Um, <laughs> but anyways, where was I going with this? I had another point to make and now I'm forgetting. I'm blanking. You know, this is me recording a podcast episode for the first time. So you're going to have to bear with me. I'm trying my best. Um, well, you know, let's talk about, actually, I know where I was going with this. I was at a Phillies game in 2009. I was wearing the Lidge jersey that I bought. Um, I was at the game once again with my parents. And I just want to put it out there that I was 10 years old. I was a 10-year-old girl in 2010. I mean, 2009, sorry. I was 10 years old in 2009. I was at a Phillies game. I remember exactly where I was sitting. It was in left field. And 
there was a grown-ass man and his wife or girlfriend, whatever, sitting behind us. This man sees that I'm wearing this Liz jersey, says with his full chest, I wish I could bash Brad Lidge's head in with a fucking baseball bat. <laughs> um, so naturally, as a 10-year-old, I started crying because any 10-year-old that hears a grown-ass man say that they want to bash their favorite player's head in with a baseball bat, the year after he just got the final out in the World Series for them, after 25 years, 28 years, sorry, <laughs> it's it's traumatizing. So, of course, my dad turned around and, you know, said something to him. And then me trying to be strong and hold back tears. <laughs> but that was really my first taste of, like, you know, some Philly fans. Um, so, in a way, I'm glad it happened because it taught me a lot. <laughs> it taught me a lot. It taught me to, you know, that <laughs> to stand by your opinions and stand by your favorite players. Because if anyone, the only person that stood by Brad Lidge more than I did was Charlie Manuel. And even though he's wrong for that in certain ways, <laughs> I, I got to admire him that he had faith in Brad Lidge when I did too. And I knew he, I know he blew 11 saves that year. He still got 31, though. Everyone forgets that. He still got 31 saves, despite blowing 11 of them. And I know that in the, you know, he cost, he cost us a game in the World Series, basically. And I really think I repressed that because my uncle, I think, brought it up years later. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, oh, you know, when Brad Lidge gave up this run in the World Series, blah, blah, blah in 2009 I was like nope don't remember that (laughs) I really think my mind repressed it because that's it was too heartbreaking for me I just like to remember the strikeout of Eric Hinsky and just 2008 in general um which I don't know if anyone caught in my intro but I used soldiers by drowning pool in my intro because that was Brad Lidge's entrance music and then obviously I also used cashmere because cashmere obviously, we all know, was Otley's walk-up song. (laughs) I can't believe I even just said that. I mean, please punch me in the face. I know that you all know that. And I wanted to enter, I wanted to walk in to my podcast (laughs) the same way Chase Otley would walk up to bat. I know that was so corny. I'm so sorry. But anyways, so let's come back to 2020 for a second. The 2020 Phillies are a roller coaster, to say the least. Um, they're finally at 500, 500 record, and I want to go ahead of the Marlins so bad. (laughs) I don't know about y'all, but I'm over the freaking Marlins because of what they did to us. And then people trying to turn it into a feel-good story. No, (laughs) no, that is not how it works. Especially, no, because this baseball season, I have to be honest, I was against this baseball season even happening. So, of course, when the Phillies were doing bad, I'm like, this just shouldn't have happened. But now I'm like... I take it back. (laughs) This is fun. I like watching the team get 13 runs, even if it's against the Boston Red Sox and they suck. I don't care. It makes me happy. Um, so the few things on my mind, Phil Gosselin, what a man, what a man. If you told me last year that I would love him this much, I wouldn't have believed you. 
I'm seriously considering buying a jersey. I know I posted it on Twitter, but I really want to buy it. And I've been buying a lot of meaningless... Well, I don't want to say it's meaningless, but I've been buying a lot of stupid... It's not stupid either. <laughs> None of these are nice words. I've been buying just a lot of stuff during quarantine because I haven't been really doing anything. I don't know how y'all are still, like, you know, with being in your house, but I've just been in my house. This is kind of how this podcast was born because... <laughs> I've been in my house with nothing to do and you know I need to add shit to my portfolio I'm not going back to school um so <laughs> I need some experience here so we're, I'm trying um but anyways so Phil Gosselin love him JT Romuto mm, there's so much I could say about him so much I could say about this man um but I will just say that if the Phillies don't re-sign him, I <laughs> I think the city of Philadelphia will burn down. And not like how the city of Philadelphia burned down when the, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Burned down in a bad way. And Matt Klintak will be the center of it. <laughs> the center of the burning. Oh my god, that's horrible. I'm so- <laughs> that's horrible. Um, but this game- oh my god, I don't know if you just heard that, but my throat, like, made a noise. I'm so sorry. Oh, another thing. Another big takeaway. Reese Hoskins finally hit a home run. <laughs> and I know it's at Fenway, but I don't care. I don't care. I'm so happy for him. When I tell you when he hit the home run, I was screaming. Oh my god. I'm so happy for him. He needed that. He needed that. I think the only person that needs a home run more than Reese Hoskins did is Scott Kingery. Where the hell is Scott Kingery? I I miss the old Scott Kingery. The one I used to talk to. I, I didn't used to talk to him. That was just, that was me trying to be funny and it definitely wasn't funny at all. So I just want to, now I want to switch gears here and I want to go into explaining my cover art for my podcast because even though no one asked no one asked for me to explain it but I'm going to explain it anyway because there's there's a lot of fun stories that come from the pictures on this podcast this podcast cover I made even though it's shite I kind of enjoy it um so let me pull it up real quick the amount of Phillies memes I've made slash saved on my phone is actually sad. Okay, so we're going to start from the bottom. So the first picture is me um, <laughs> with my hair clipped back, my like in a, a side clip, not cute. I have a Phillies sticker on my face and I'm giving a thumbs up. I also had a bracelet on in that picture where it was flyers colors. My cousin made it for me. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> um, and in the background of that photo, it's not. it got cut off when I was making this. But in the background of that photo is the Chase Utley blanket that they gave away on Mother's Day in like 2006. And I think that com- completes the picture. So I'm sad that it didn't make it in, but it's fine. Um, so then right above me, I have the Fanatic and Gritty because, of course, that's my brand. Then right next to me, I have Carter Hart because he's the love of my life. Um, and then next to me, I have me with Brad Lidge, because I did meet him, 
and I cried. I met him at King of Prussia Mall. Him and Ruiz were doing a signing together. And um, so actually, right in front of me in line, it was this kid and his dad. And somehow we got talking about the Flyers or hockey, whatever. And this was in 2013. So I brought up how, I guess I somehow brought up that Jeff Carter was, you know, used to be my favorite Flyer. And (laughs) this kid and his dad are like, oh my god, we met him when we were at Sea Isle on the beach. I'm like, you're joking, you know, trying to like hide my anger. So then they show me a picture and it's this kid with a shirtless Jeff Carter on the beach. (laughs) I was like, okay, that's so cool, kid. I'm so happy for you. Um, (laughs) But anyways, that's not the point. So... I met him, as soon as I saw the signing was happening, I was like, hell yeah, we're going, because right after the Phillies won the World Series in 2008, my grandma got me a picture, and it was, you know, obviously, it was the picture of the final out, and it was was Ruiz and Lidge, and Lidge with his arms up in the air, you know, you know the famous picture, obviously, and I was like, oh, I'm getting that signed, 100% getting that signed, so I was very emotional. I get up there and I I don't even remember what I said to him. I feel like I said something like, I'm your biggest fan. Thank you for 2008. Like <laughs> something corny. I don't know. And I, my mom was trying to take a picture of me with him. And this bitch working at the store was like, no, you can't, you can't get a picture. Like you have to keep moving. And Brad Lidge was like, no, like that's fine. I'm like, <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh my god, thinking about it now, I'm getting emotional. Oh my god. And <laughs> I I just really just want to meet him again, because I can be like, I want to get my Lidge jersey signed, even though it's like very old now. Um, I don't care. Um, so then right above, right above the picture of me with Lidge is Snoop Dogg, and it's signed, it's a sign real Muto. I stole this meme from someone, so whoever made it, I just want to give you the proper credit thank you. I stole it. I'm so sorry. Um, then next to me is me with a sign that says Bradledge's number one fan. And this is another story that you probably don't care about, but I'm going to tell it anyway. So this is actually funny because I'm recording this on August 19th and it is officially the, hold on, I'm bad at math, (laughs) 11 year anniversary of when this sign was made or I guess it was probably painted on August 18th but whatever so August 19th 2009 was Brad Lidge bobblehead day um so obviously I I went I I couldn't miss that so my me and my mom made this Brad Lidge's number one fan sign and we had tickets me and my parents had tickets for two different spots at at the game one behind the dugout and then others right next to the bullpen because we wanted Brad Lidge to see the sign. So so we kind of split our time between the seats. Um, I'm pretty sure Cliff Lee pitched in that game, which makes it even better. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so me and my mom went to the bullpen and we just stood like next to the bullpen and I held up my sign hoping Bradledge would see it. So, 
um ryan madsen i'm pretty sure like tapped him on the shoulder and he looked over and he waved at me and i was so happy my 10 year old self was so happy and i decided to resurrect the sign for the 10 year anniversary of the 2008 world series champs in 2018 so i'm a dork but it was it was so hot that day the day of the 2008 uh anniversary I, like, I had a headache. We stayed for, we stayed for the ceremony and then peaced out (laughs) and went to Xfinity Live. But anyways, (laughs) so I also have Andrew McCutcheon giving a thumbs up and I have a Jay Bruce meme, which is courtesy of Philadelphia on Twitter. I think that's your at, but thank you. I asked permission first because I wanted to make sure it was okay. I don't like when people steal my memes, so I just wanted to make sure it was cool with you. So thank you. Um... Right above Jay Bruce, we have me in 2008 as an ugly nine-year-old child, um, but I I didn't care. The Phillies were winning. The Phillies were in the playoffs and winning the World Series. I didn't give a shit what I looked like then. Um, <laughs> then right above that is me at a game. I'm pretty sure in 2011, and at the time I loved <laughs> Michael Stutes. um he was a pitcher in the bullpen who i actually met at the tech school near my house because he him and john mayberry jr were there for no reason and there's a picture of me with michael suits and i'm like the holy spirit is between us there was so much room in between us for this picture um (laughs) um anyways so then I have me and my Phillies mask, which is now sold out on Etsy, so I'm glad I copped that before it sold out. Then I have one of the most important elements on here, and that's Harry Styles holding an Eagles jersey. I'm pretty sure it's a LaShawn McCoy jersey, and I know he's kind of, like, on the outs now. But I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's LaShawn McCoy. Uh, yeah, he was number 25. Oh my god, please don't, please don't judge me for this. Um... Then I have a picture of me in a Phillies hat, which I just got a new Phillies hat, rec- this Phillies hat in the picture recently, because I didn't get a new Phillies hat for so long. I had this plaid Phillies hat that I got in Ocean City, Maryland in 2008, and that was literally like the last hat I got, besides like giveaways at games. And <laughs> so I was due. So I really wanted a hat with the old logo on it, and I succeeded. So I was very happy. Uh, next up we have on here a 2008 flag, uh, me wearing a Sixers shirt and holding a coffee, taking a mirror selfie, me holding up a Fight and Phil's, uh, rally towel, which I think this kid in fourth grade, this kid in fourth grade that I had a crush on, he gave me that rally towel. He also gave me a Bradledge magnet and a Bradledge postcard, so I... That told me that he was in love with me, <laughs> obviously. Um, I don't know what happened to the Bradledge magnet, to be honest, but the rally towel is like, I just brought it out recently and I want to hang it in my room, but I don't know where to hang it. Um, and the Bradledge postcard is now in a Philly sports shadow box I made. Um, next up, we have the Fanatic alone in the stands because I just... That's such a perfect representation of not only 2020, but just being a Phillies fan in general. 
I think. Um, then we have Carter Hart wearing a Phillies hat because once again, my brand. And I know there was a picture of him recently also wearing an Eagles hat. Once again, I love this man. Also, Carter Hart listens to Blink-182. I don't know if y'all caught on to that, but I did. Because I, I Blink-182 is one of my favorite bands. And to have my favorite hockey player also love them. I'm so curious, like, what is his favorite album? What is his favorite song? I, I want to know so bad. <laughs> I will go to the Flyers Wives Carnival just to ask him that. Um, so then next up, of course, because this cover wouldn't be complete without Bradledge jumping in the air after winning the World Series, of course, and then we have the Hoagie Fest logo, but the one with John Lennon, because that's the superior Hoagie Fest logo, and no one can convince me otherwise. <laughs> I, I love Hoagie Fest, like, I love hoagie fest um what is the word i'm looking for unconditionally i love hoagie fest unconditionally however the john lennon logo is superior and the commercials with the little mini john lennon and it was superior and i just whatever it doesn't matter your opinion on john lennon those commercials and the logo were great (laughs) it doesn't matter to me so um wow okay this is going a lot longer than i thought it would I recorded a first episode and it was so bad so I'm glad I decided to re-record this because (laughs) it was it was not it wasn't going well so I don't know if y'all noticed in my bio but yes I'm a senior at Rider University I'm in denial that I'm a senior I really do not want to be a senior in college I don't feel like a senior in college um (laughs) and it sucks because I turned 21 at the beginning of this year and I didn't do much for my 21st birthday to be honest because it's in January and I was like oh well all my friends are going to be 21 you know at the end of this year so I'll you know I'm going to make up for it (laughs) that's funny that's so funny that I thought that um so to end this to begin to end this podcast i just want to talk about the origin of my phillies fandom because it's just it's a great story i think so it was another game in 2008 it was april 19th 2008 to be exact and it the phillies were playing the mets the new york mets the good old new york mets and i was at the game with my whole family and we were in the we were in a 400 section it was a cold and windy day in april you know how those april games are and this section was absolutely taken over by mets fans like it was horrible and i honestly don't even think i knew like about the phillies mets rivalry yet but all i knew is that these mets fans were getting on my freaking nerves i I hated them my nine-year-old self knew knew what she was about because I hated these fans so bad and I remember there was a guy wearing a David Wright like David Wright shirt and from that point on I hated David Wright and then I got older and like you know realized David Wright's not a bad dude but for a long time I hated him just because of this arrogant asshole who was wearing a David Wright shirt but anyways 
So these jerks kept screaming, let's go Mets. And you, it was echoing throughout Citizen Bank Park. It was disgraceful. So with my tiny nine-year-old lungs, I was trying to, (laughs) I was trying to be louder than these fans. And my, I remember, like, I was actually in pain from, like, how loud I was screaming, let's go Phillies. And the Phillies ended up losing the game 4-2, to but I didn't consider it a loss. Because obviously we won the World Series later that year, but also it turned me into the baseball fan slash Phillies fan I am today. <laughs> and I honestly, the Phillies, the 2008 Phillies especially, but the Phillies in general make up a lot of my personality. So from 2008 to I want to say 2012-ish, I was full Phillies and full Flyers. That was my life, my brand. Then I got to high school and I think there was just, there was enough depression in my life then that I don't think I needed the Phillies or the Flyers to make me more depressed. So I kind (laughs) of, I kind of stopped watching every game like I used to. But then what brought me back is when... Roy Halliday died in November 2017 um, because it brought me back because I, it felt like a member of my family died when he passed away. Like it was, it broke my heart. Like I was absolutely in denial when my mom told me that the news, like I could not believe it. I was, I truly was in denial and um, once again, to get me through it, I put on CSN Philly, and I remember Cole Hamels was on, and he actually, like, him seeing him talk, like, actually did make me feel better, and it was, like, it made me realize that how much that team and the Phillies, like, how much they do mean to me, and, you know, how they're a part of my life, and it was also the reason that made me change my major to sports media because I originally entered college as an English major and then changed it after in the spring semester um, after Holiday died because it just, I don't know, it was like a sign to me in a weird way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so ever since then, I have been back. Uh, the Phillies have <laughs> brought me back in and you know, disappointed me, but also made me happy, um, and I did miss them a lot, you know, obviously when baseball wasn't happening and the season got delayed and everything, I miss, I missed baseball, and I know that they've caused a lot of pain, specifically the Phillies bullpen, and I don't have a real attachment to anyone in the Phillies bullpen, so I kind of don't feel as bad saying it, but yeah, (laughs) the Phillies bullpen is really, like, where I'm sad. The lineup you know, obviously the lineup has had its struggles, not saying that, but I, I, I love, like, almost all of them, so even when Reese was really stinking up the joint, I was like, Reese, though, like, love Reese, you know, like, it broke my heart to see everyone talking shit about him, and again, I get it, but I, I don't know, I have attachment, I have an attachments to a lineup again, and that is what I will, that's what I want, I have attachments to this Flyers team as well, and that's what I want, like, when you're attached to the team, that's when you know that good things are coming and good things are on the way. Um, 
So if you're listening from Twitter, I just want to say hey, which you probably are, because I don't know how anyone else would find this except on Twitter. So hey, um, I gained a lot of followers from a article I published back in May, a definitive ranking of the 2008 Philadelphia Phillies. And I'm sorry, I don't know why I said it like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if you couldn't tell by now, the Phillies are my brand. The 2008 Phillies are my brand, excuse me. Um, and yeah, if you couldn't tell from this podcast, if you couldn't tell from that article, I don't know what to tell you. But um, I want to give a quick shout out to at 2008 Phils on Twitter because without him, that article probably wouldn't have gotten the attention it got. So thank you, dude. You have been one of my favorite accounts since like 2015, like when you started. Um, (laughs) and I found your account, like, on accident. I was looking up 2008 Phillies on Twitter for no reason, of course, and I found your account, and I thought it was genius that you were just acting like it was 2008. Like, that's amazing. Uh, anyways, so, another cool thing that happened with that article is that Scott Ayer and JC Romero replied to the article and said I did a good job and stuff, and that was just my life coming full circle. Like, I, (laughs) oh my god. I, first of all, Scott Air replies to me all the time, and that makes me so happy because I love, me and my mom loved him when he was here, and he was so good from the bullpen, and, (laughs) and I was not, like, Scott followed me, so that didn't surprise me that he saw it, but JC seeing it, like, that came out of nowhere, I'm like, hello, oh my god, JC Romero, what the heck, um, Alright, so this is going on a lot longer than I thought it would, so I'm just going to wrap this up, and um, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this first episode. Um, If you couldn't tell by now, this podcast is going to be a little bit different from your typical sports podcast. It's basically going to be me rambling about sports-related things for an unspecified amount of time. Um, I have, you know, some fun, some cute ideas for future episodes, um, and I don't want to share them because I want you to be surprised. I want you to tune in again to see what, see what I'm about, to see what Philadelphia is about. Also, I've gotten some compliments on the name Philadelphia. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my mom, (laughs) because unfortunately, I did not come up with the name Philadelphia. She came up with the name Philadelphia. So thank you. She also made the logo on my uh, cover for my podcast. And it's also on my WordPress blog. So shout out to you, mom. And you're probably listening to this. So hey. Um, all right. I think that is it for this first episode. Once again, thank you for tuning in. And I hope you'll tune in again next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in.